Planning is one of these issues which at first glance looks very dry and boring, but actually always gets people very upset Loads and excited. Loads of people are interested in it across the city. And, and that's because when these decisions uh, get made, they have big and long-term consequences for communities. Uh, and here in South Edinburgh, we've got some pretty big examples where those decisions haven't gone either uh, in, uh, you know, along the lines of the community wanted or, or have gone completely against them. Craig House was one, and people are still very upset about that. So that was the old Edinburgh Napier University, which is now housing. It's, it's, it's currently underdeveloped. There's, there's sort of bulldozers and diggers as we speak. Uh, more recently, the, the Sick Kids site, there was a, a community bid which, which didn't go through. And, and I mean, I think there's been a, a slightly better process, but still, I think it's one that's been very frustrating for the community. And now we have the prospect of the Astley Ainsley site right in the middle of my constituency. It's That's a huge site. Though. 45 acres, very green, very leafy. And, and so I think getting these decisions right is, is critical, uh, which is why I think the planning bill that's coming up is so important. And it's why I've proposed amendments looking at, to really enhance kind of community engagement you know, before these sites uh, uh, get developed. But also one of the other things I've looked at the bill is looking at things like uh, levels of student housing, because I mean, I think anyone in Edinburgh who's seen all the development in the last few years will recognise the need that, that we need to look specifically at kind of levels and locations and also sort of the, the types of housing that we're building for students. These are different kinds of student flats, of course. They seem quite luxurious. And for the developer, they seem um, to be quite advantageous, actually. Well, quite. And I, and I think in there, there's a, there's a big question in that they, they, do, they do look luxurious from the outside. But if, if you look at them on the inside, they're very small. And now if we were building normal accommodation with the, the, the sort of the amount of floor area that they have, it wouldn't be allowed. So why are we allowing things to be built and people to live in types of accommodation that people who are not students... But that, that wouldn't be permitted. So, so I, I think we need to look quite carefully at the types of development. Is it right that these things are being built that can only ever be used as a student accommodation? Or, or should it be accommodation that could conceivably be flats for working people as yeah, well? Families. And the question you pose is, or, or, or hinted at is, you know, about this being a student city, a university city. You can't say no to, to student development. So it's about getting it right. So the right type of accommodation in the right places. And at the moment, I don't think planning is really thinking about that properly. And how do you, what do you think of the, the planning bill, however, and how it's going through Parliament? It seems to be subject to quite a lot of changes on the way. Well, that's putting it mildly. Um, I mean, I think the very fact that it's still going through stage two, which for people outside the political loop, that's the stage where all the detailed amendments going in. Normally that takes one or two sessions to, to get through those. I mean, I think we're now on the fifth or sixth session for this and it's not done yet. So I think the government has been slightly taken by surprise that there's the level of interest in, in planning. What they should have done, I think, is sit down and have a, a more sort of grown-up, you know, bipartisan conversation with all the different parties in Parliament. I think if they'd done that, we could have ended up with a better bill um, and, and one which better reflected the huge range of, of, of views and, 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 more importantly, the, the very high level of concern. I mean, the reason there's the number of amendments there is is because the, the reality is, is that, that people in local communities 
know how important planning is. But the, of course, one of the, the main objectives of the planning bill is really to give the man in the street um, a little bit more power, a little bit more of a say-so. Is that, am I wrong in that? I, I mean, you hear different things about what it's meant to do. It's not entirely clear how the, the new local plans re- really work. More importantly, we're, we're moving to 10-year cycles for the local development plans from, from five-year cycles. We're losing strategic development plans. And if you listen to the minister, it's, it's about streamlining the system. Now, whenever things are talked about in terms of streamlining, I get very nervous. So I, I think we've got to question about does that level of local community input and also the ability to hold uh, planning authorities to the plans. Uh, And I think those are the two key things that I think we really need to make sure are baked in there.